If you have fallen asleep at 7.30 on a Friday night, you might be a teacher. Teaching is crazy, fun, exhausting, challenging, rewarding, and did I mention crazy? And as Catholic school teachers, we are also entrusted with imbuing Catholic identity. It's a huge responsibility, but fortunately for us, there is Finding God, the amazing K-8 faith formation program from Loyola Press. It's innovative, engaging, and the most inclusive and complete program we've ever used. Multimedia? Check. Scripture? Check. Family resources? Check. Bilingual? Check. And don't forget, posters, worksheets, quick start guides, apps, magazines, lesson plans. Seriously, Finding God has all you need and more. Pray about it. Visit FindingGod.com and order a sample. Finding God might not help you stay awake later on a Friday night, but it will help you sleep better knowing you're helping guide kids toward a faith-filled life. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. I'm Jill. I'm here with Colleen, and we are grateful to be together again to laugh, explore, and connect. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. Today, Colleen, we've got a big question. You anticipated it would be uh, heated, and it was. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Colleen challenged me to ask a question on Facebook of all social media platforms, because everyone seems to have an opinion about this, whether they are a Catholic school teacher or not. So she challenged me to just openly ask my friends on Facebook, what's your opinion on cursive writing? And... I have 81 comments to sort through (laughs) (laughs) because everybody has an opinion as everybody has an opinion. I didn't expect that many comments, to be honest with you. I knew people were going to have, I know people have very strong opinions on this topic, but didn't expect that. So, and to be fair, so, uh, my, my friends, my true friends in Facebook land, um, Uh, Some are Catholic school teachers, some are public school teachers. I taught for 10 years in public schools. Uh, Some are elementary and high school and college. Some went to Catholic schools, some didn't. Some some are my family members. Some are distant friends who chimed in for the first time ever on my Facebook. I mean, my Facebook's usually like, pictures of my kids and stuff. Like I don't, I don't always talk about work here. So, um, you know, it's not really the professional profile, but it was fun to see, uh, this wide range. So I'm going to do my best to sort out some themes in what people said. So the big question, the thing I asked was what's your opinion on cursive writing? We're just going to sort out some things that we heard and you all, as you listen, can sort out your thoughts on this. So in no particular order, I'm going to sort out uh, some other answers. So the The first uh, kind of section of answers was all about debating cursive as beautiful or a lost art, mentions of calligraphy, um, and actually a comment from public school art teacher who's a Catholic school mom who said that cursive is the number one thing her public school art students ask for help on when they want to create something creative Mm. and artistic and like open-ended. I thought that was interesting. Uh, Also chiming in there is someone who is an artist who's worked mostly in video game development, who said, um, just the, that act of learning how to write in cursive is good for the artistic brain. So that was thread one. What are your thoughts on that part, Colleen? 
Well, my, the first thing that comes to my mind is how I just, you know, when I was a student in school, you know, it's a long time ago and all, but still we had art, we had music, we had PE, we had dance class, we had, we had the gamut. And, you know, as I got older and then as I became a teacher, all of those things went away. And mm-hmm. so what do students have left in the curriculum that does develop that part of the brain? And I know I've gotten on my music soapbox before about the importance of brain development and the arts. Mm-hmm. It's crucial to brain development. So um, I, I agree, like I, there needs to be something there. And if cursive writing is considered an art form, mm-hmm. then yeah, it should be there. Yeah. And we learned calligraphy. So we learned calligraphy in middle school. That was part of our art class. So wow, I'm with awesome. you there. Okay. Actually, what you said kind of floods into theme number two. And okay. So a little bit of background here in the diocese of Grand Rapids, when I was developing the curriculum standards for the 31 schools, it was very important to our Bishop that cursive writing was, and it still is a curriculum standard for third grade, every third grader in the 26 elementary schools has to learn cursive. So theme number two here was this debate between public school and Catholic school teachers, because in this diocese, at least the Catholic school kids are learning cursive in third grade and public school kids are, you don't see it in common core. So they are not necessarily learning cursive, at least of the 81 comments. It seemed as though there was no public school teacher who said that they were teaching it. And the debate really was from public school teachers saying, if we put this back in, like at what point is too much, too much, we are told to do, told to do, told to do. And the Catholic Mm. school teachers were saying, but you are the professionals who should be making those decisions. This is why Mm. at the school level. So it it became much more than a cursive conversation. And then we had politicians chime in state representatives from both sides, both, both parties chiming in about public school versus Catholic school curriculum and who decides what is taught. So this exploded into politics and public versus Catholic. Uh, But all Mm. of those comments were, well, I shouldn't say all, most were coming from Michigan. So there was, I don't know how concentrated like this debate was for us locally, but that was very interesting to see. Oh, that like, I'm, I'm afraid to even... (laughs) Jump into the middle of that conversation. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's and, just leave. Okay. You want to leave it? Okay. Well, just so one thing you and I, because we have both worked on both sides, we have yes. both worked in public school and Catholic school. Yes. And so, you know, I, I really can't empathize with both sides here. Wait, in public time school. out though. I, yeah. I'm just remembering when I taught eighth grade, public yeah. school, eighth grade, I taught cursive because the kids didn't you know it. Did So I gave them cursive worksheets. I did. This was, I don't know, 15 years ago, but I did it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of my high school students, even in the late nineties wrote in cursive, but I don't know, like, I have no idea if that was part of their public school curriculum. It probably was, it probably was, but it was pre pre common core at that point. So probably. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a standard in my diocese as well. Students are supposed to learn, but we have such an influx of students and upper grades from public schools. So, you know, so then what happens and, you know, what do you do? Do you, are you supposed to remediate cursive if a student comes in without it and what's the expectation? And there's a lot to talk about there. Okay. Well, this floods into the next theme. So the next theme was should it be reinforced or just taught at the third grade level? Okay. So, that, so then there was a bit of debate going back and forth between who I know is an elementary 
teacher and who is further up in the grade levels Mm -hmm. saying, okay, great. You taught them in third grade, but what are we supposed to do with it in fourth through 12th? So my experience 20, 30 years ago in our schools is that by third grade onward, you had to write in cursive that whole time you were expected to. And that was pre, you know, you weren't typing out your papers at that point. No kid, there there was no iPad. You weren't turning in, you know, on the LMS, your assignments. So everything was mostly handwritten and and it was all, it was all cursive. So a, a bit of debate internally then uh, locally here in Grand Rapids is whether they were supposed to continue to do the cursive or just once and done learn it. Mm. Um, that's tough only, you know, because I, I think about students who might have a hard time with it. I, I do think that students should be able to write how it is most comfortable for them to write and for points to be taken off for handwriting and things like that. I could debate that from an inclusion standpoint, you know, as is unjust, but I don't know that that's, that's my thought there. That's a hard one. Yeah, um, it's a tough okay. One. This is the fourth theme I saw, and it was from social studies teachers in both Catholic and public schools were chiming in about the founding documents of our country and yep. how those are written in cursive, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was interesting. They were green on that point. I was seeing a lot of likes on those and a little bit of back and forth people. I know it's kind of fun too, to see people I know who don't know each other uh, I mean, in on that, but then a Catholic school dad who works in it, a pretty high up in, uh, in it was chiming in about image character recognition and how artificial intelligence can read cursive because of, because of recognizing those characters. And so the argument of we'll never be able to read the founding documents if they're in cursive, he was saying was kind of just avoided point at this point because of artificial intelligence. Um, I don't know. Did you ever take kids to Washington DC and stand in front of the documents, Jill? Uh, I mean, personally, but yeah, stand there in person, looking at the documents and your students to be able to stand there with students who could read the document. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine standing there with a group of people who are looking at it. Like it's hieroglyphics. It would break my heart. So yeah, those are important documents to know how to read. Sure. Of course, artificial intelligence can do everything. It can also write research papers for us. It can make our PowerPoints for us. It can develop professional development. If, if I asked it to, why right. then why should I, you know, why should I ever do that? We have to continue to do the things just because technology can, doesn't mean we stop. Okay, great. Fifth and final theme then. I feel like I'm, uh, I feel like I'm interviewing you, Colleen, on your, I know, on your opinions I know. on this. I'm sorry. I'm in the hot seat. Okay. I just don't want to miss this fifth one. So fifth one, I know you know a lot about, and this is just this overall concept that writing is good for the brain. Okay. Now I am a writing teacher by trade and I know that writing is thinking, right? So regardless of if you're printing or doing cursive, but the actual act of writing with a pen on paper is us thinking. Now, some will debate that the same is happening if you are drafting by typing, but I, I stand, I stand firm. Finally, make a point on this one. I stand firm that there is a time and place for pen on paper because you're getting your thoughts down and you're using that space on the paper to your advantage as you think on paper. But as people were chiming in on this, they're throwing in some articles, the articles that they supported it with uh, multiple people, Catholic school mom put in something, um, a college professor put in something here uh, about how it doesn't really say it doesn't really say a difference, though, between whether the writing has to be printed or cursive. And then people are mentioning things like dyslexia, dysgraphia. And I know you know more about this than I do, Colleen. So I'm very curious about this point. 
Yeah, this is uh, this is a huge topic because that it, that is true that um, putting pen to paper does impact the brain. It impacts memory. Um, it it helps you to learn. So if you're if you're taking notes and you're actually physically writing as opposed to typing, um, it also matters if you're if you're saying it. If someone says something to you and then you say it out loud, you say it back. I when it comes to dysgraphia and dyslexia, I am a proponent of using assistive technology for students to be able to do whatever they need to do when they cannot write the notes. Um, you know, there's an issue there. We have a lot. We have some you know remedies for that. Uh, I, that we don't have time to go into, but, um, but yeah, putting pen to paper, it's true. And it doesn't matter if it's cursive or if it's print, but it's, it is the way that it impacts the brain that that is so, absolutely correct. So I just want to echo that. So in the research you've done, you haven't seen anything specifically for cursive that didn't also give credit to print. The only thing, no, but I, not, not when it comes to impacting the brain. The only thing that I can tell you is that, um, for some people's, uh, d depending on, um, like if you have a fine motor issue, something like mm -hmm. that, not lifting the pen from the paper or the pencil from the paper can be very helpful. It, it's the laborious act of mm -hmm. writing a letter, picking up the pencil, moving it, writing another letter, the laborious act of picking up the, there's, there's something to be said about continuous writing in cursive that can be easier for certain people that have, you know, that have some issues. It's, it's easier for me. If I close my eyes, I can write in cursive. If I close my eyes and try to print, it's all over the place. That's true. And I, uh, many people in the thread were talking about fine motor skills and some mm -hmm. are teachers, some are not teachers. So it's hard to sort out. I mean, I have not done enough homework on fine motor. Again, I'm my secondary education, right? Elementary education is really coming out here because I never, I was never the one responsible for letter formation besides with my own children in the pandemic. So, no, so and I, I only know this my... from conversations with occupational therapists and I'd love some okay. OTs to chime in on this too. Okay. So, but Jill, you know what? It's, we got to go back to class. It's time. Of course. Um, <laughs> and we are not experts on this topic. Obviously no. we are just mm -hmm. the bringer, the bringer of the comments and uh, willing to talk about it all. So thanks for the energy boost as we love exploring your ideas and affirming your efforts. Keep the suggestions coming in and tune in next time for more great ideas from fellow teachers. Let's get back to class. We'll see you next time.